0: everybody, and welcome to the Collingwood Big Footy podcast. And I'm going to start with something a little bit different, a little bit of a retrospective that will bring us into the present. As we all know, 2012, ushered in a new era for our club, a new coach, uh, a new direction, and a new face for the Collingwood Football Club. In 2012, Nathan led the club to... His first finals campaign. We bowed out gracefully in the preliminary final and then embarked upon a small rebuild where we injected, to a, level, you know, to a level of success, a lot of youth into the club. And frankly, I personally think it was the right decision at the time. And we have a lot to show for it. There are a number of young, talented players who really are starting to craft themselves as excellent AFL footballers, despite what some may think based on recent performances however the issue currently is that we sit one and three in a season where we should have been pushing for bigger and better things so now five years into Nathan Buckley's tenure as coach we sit with high expectations we had a lot of positive performances last year against some excellent opposition But we sit here now, one and three, at the start of this season, looking down the barrel of what could be a very, very, very long year for this club. Questions need to be answered by the people at the top, people running the club, and especially the head coach himself. And there are certainly questions being asked of him and his ability. Personally, um, I think that, hey, uh, he needs to be held accountable, Nathan Buckley. I think this is the buck stops with him. Pardon the pun and that's just one man's opinion um but i'd like to direct the questions now to my guests my my ever-present guests it's been a long time guys but welcome aboard gc i'll go to you first um sale of the year hasn't been brilliant um what have you thought of it
1: oh i think from the from nathan buckley's view i i come from it as a buckley fan um you know and and someone who would love to see him succeed but Mm. You know, five years is a long tenure. That's a long time to have your chance. I, he he has to go up. He has to show some improvement this year. The question marks are all over him now. He may just not be a very able coach, as great a player as he was. And with our start to the year, I struggle to see that we're going to have that improved year. And if we don't, I think uh, we pay him out and say thank you very much.
0: Mm. And, and, and look it, it it's often been seen star players don't always make the star coaches and for whatever reason that is um, it, it certainly doesn't hasn't paid off um, for a lot of clubs previously but I think you're right you know we we, we are I'm a Buckley fan as well you make by girl you're I'm, I'm sure you're a Buckley fan and we all just want him to succeed and, and just do well well
2: yeah we do um, look I think everybody's panicking a little bit um, too soon Uh, it is only one and three and yeah it would be really nice if we were three and one Um, but we've had a bit of a a difficult start to the season Um, and I think the balance of the team was thrown out in game one Um, I you know there were other issues off the football field that I do think had a bit of an effect on um, on the perhaps the, um, the, the con- not so much the confidence of the team, but the I think they felt betrayed and um, and singled out very unfairly. and um, I don't care what anybody says. I think that was an extremely unfair that the focus was put on. Um, only one team Um, Mm -hmm. you know we had some uh, pretty nasty injuries and and, and a lot of unsettlement to the team very early on but you know we're not the only team struggling in the league you look at Fremantle you look at um, uh, Richmond Richmond, yeah Uh, you know I mean they're the expectations for those teams would have been a lot higher too. And as I said, I just think as much as we would love to see them in a better position, um, I, I, I feel like everybody's really overreacting a bit. That's just my thought because I'm a fan and I'm happy to give them the benefit of the doubt at the moment.
0: Well, let's, let's examine these first four weeks. Um and, and, and I'll give Buckley I give Buckley a ton of credit. And I, I think the way he handles himself is fantastic. I love that he absolutely shredded Mark Robinson on 360 for what I thought was mm. one of the more cowardly acts of journalism. Um, you know, just an absolute you know, shameless self-promotion on Robbo's part. And and, and, I, and I was utterly disgusted by it to the point where I don't, I don't particularly want to watch 360 because I, I don't really want to hear what he has to say. Um yes. That's quite disappointing, I thought, and it was it was a, the worst way to lead into that game, um, and I think in a lot of senses, I think a lot of a lot of us supporters were happy to write that off as a bit of an aberration um, to yeah, follow up it it with that performance do against. You know, it does,
2: it does do a lot of damage to the psyche, psyche of the team. I think it's really hard to protect it, them d- from def- that. Kind de- of thing.
0: Definitely. And, and and that label, I mean, we've seen what it's done to different situations, different circumstances. We've seen what it's done to the Essendon players and, and how you being labelled as drug takers in any respect um, is an unfair criticism, uh, especially when you've had the confidentiality and the trust that you put into this organisation breached um, on such a personal level to be highlighted um, and you know, to to be made as the, the scapegoat in the face of a drug problem in a code when realistically, um, there's evidence, uh, elsewhere and, 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 you know, it, it certainly caught you, caught them off guard, but if, but, but we will, we will focus on the playing side of it because when this, then that's a totally separate discussion. Now, that was, that's, it, I'm not saying it doesn't have a lingering effect. You know, I mean GC. I mean, you know, maybe you can comment on this, but you know, that that sort of stuff may have a lingering effect. But we oh, not, look, uh, I say, yeah,
1: I would I would say that what Mark Robinson did was reprehensible, definitely. And what I thought Buckley's on 360, and I give Chris Scott a really big pat in the back because he he was the one that took it to him even more, and he was probably in a better position to do it. But he really uh, he think- really. Jade Robinson for what he was, and I thought that was great. I liked that, but and and I can understand, yeah. right, that that was a terrible thing to do, and not nice for the players. But I can't accept it's a terribly much of an excuse for the performance that happened a few days later. I mean, one of the things that players often talk about is the when you're out there playing, you, you do lose a little bit of those outside external worries, and um, yeah. they just played so badly that night. That um, I can't I can't have that the, the drugs was a significant no. part of that.
0: No, no. And, and, and and I and think their at,
1: performance and, and since then has backed that up because it's been yeah, and, and
0: we, this we've looked terrible. We have we've looked awful, and and, and if we take our attention away from that game, yeah, you know, we say one and three in my mind we're zero and four. Um, I think a quarter of a quarter of good football does not a team make and doesn't constitute a good win against against Richmond. Um, we looked ordinary in that game, and, and honestly, mm. one, of the, one of the least skillful games I've ever seen in my life. Um, they gifted that to come
1: game to us.
0: Against, they did. They absolutely gifted that game to us. And then to come back against St Kilda and Melbourne, who by all rights and every measurable way should be better than both of those teams, um, to, to come out and put up two performances like that, um, it, you know, it was, it was embarrassing and it was awful to watch. Um, and awful to be a part of the crowd because you you look around and you're trying to find a glimmer of hope to suggest that hey maybe there's something going to go right on this day and we just couldn't fire a shot um, I can't I can't attribute that to the scandal prior to round one oh, um, I, and I'm trying to work out what's caused it
2: I, I'm not making that an excuse um, and I, <laughs> I did to say that but I do think it was all part of um, it was something that kind of, um, Hijack the start of the system a little bit of the of the season a little bit, um, but you know I mean that was just one thing. The, the, the yeah. when you look at two minutes out on the field and Swan goes down for the se- you know for half the season, yeah. and, uh, you know there there were just things that happened um, at the start of that game that that. Mm. Totally took the wind out of them, and you know that that was just one game. But yeah. we've had some pretty crippling injuries each week. That I mean, that have decimated the backline, the you know, the, even the midfield. The we're just uh, kind of struggling to put a team together at the moment.
1: And I think I mean, look, there is there is something in all those things that you say, but I, I think the unfortunate thing for Buckley is that you can only go so long and it, 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 he may be dogged by having a lot of bad luck but you I, I, if we don't improve it's hard to say well look maybe we'll just give you another year and another year because you know mm. it, if it turns out to be wrong it, it's too much there's too much riding on the wall it's it's bad luck that's wor- he's had bad luck run with him but mm. we have to improve and it's a it's a tough game being a coach, and you do you are held accountable at the end of the day, even if you can't control everything. And he's just in a position where I think he has to improve. And even if things conspire against him, if it doesn't happen, then I think he's gone.
0: Yeah, I mean we've got uh, yeah, you know, I mean we, we look at look at if we even compare ourselves to, you know, let's say eight to ten months ago. You know, we ran out I think mid June, mid July against the Freo team that were running hot, and we took them to the line. We took a Hawthorne team to the line on the 2nd of July last year, playing a different brand of football to the kind of football that we're playing now. The same coach. I mean, we were doing something right back then, still with a group of players that were inexperienced, still with a bunch of injuries to the team. Now, those variables haven't changed, but the performance on field has just been ordinary, and it's been a marked difference between the effort that was put out and even the game style that was put out mid-last year when we were competitive, when we were strong, to this point now where we don't look like beating any... And I, I genuinely have concerns rolling up to Anzac Day this Monday um, mm. to getting our pants pulled down by, by a, a, a less than half-strength Essendon side. Yeah. And
1: the other thing with Buckley is because we all love him, we want him to succeed. Mm. But if, if, if Joe Smith was the coach now, on that performance. There wouldn't be any questions about what was happening to him.
0: He's out the door. Absolutely. absolutely. I mean, we don't have to look too far back. We look back at 2009, and I remember walking along along these forums in 2009, and and, the chorus was loud and proud to sack Mick Malthouse after eight or nine years and Mm. still in an ordinary spot, and and we were campaigning for it. Now, the evidence will say we re-signed him, showed faith, and there was a premiership delivered. But that being said, to that point, Mick had a lot more runs on the board than Bucks did. And there was a direction that was clear to everyone where the team was going. We haven't taken steps forward. We're taking steps backwards on field. And that's the most concerning part.
1: Oh, yeah. Mick at that stage was 2009. We're a top four side. We're on the, I mean, we might have got it there as quickly as some people like, but we're a different kettle of fish to what we are just at the moment.
0: So what's changed? What's different? What what are we seeing out there visually with our own eyes that we can say, hey, you know, we can point to that and it's obvious to us that this isn't particularly going right. A lot of people are highlighting the back line, this zoning giving space. What is it that you can see, G C that's that's really markedly the, different? the
1: two things that stand out to me is one is the deplorable kicking skills. Skills in general, but particularly the kicking, and and I watched a lot of matches on the weekend just to get that sense of, you know, where do we sit? And I, every other team looked a bit exciting. They had, they they looked well drilled. They looked skilled. They, they their delivery was just on a different in a different, you know, stratosphere to ours. So I think that's really hurting us. Our bad kicking skills, and and it may be that that then leads on to the other problem is is it seems like an absence of direction of a, of a a game plan that seems to be recognisable. So I can't see where Bucks is going with what he wants to do with the team compared to when I watch another match and I can see what the St Kilda are building towards. I can see what Melbourne even are building towards. I just struggle yeah. to see what Buckley's building us to at the moment.
0: Mm, definitely. I mean, and 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 as you say, the kicking skills... I mean, we have been a great kicking team for the last few years. It's sort of been endemic throughout the players that we've, we've had. Um, we seem to uh, recruit some real good, strong battlers, but the skill level has been quite ordinary. It's gone to a different level. It, what bothers me actually is the transition from halfback, fullback, kicking into general mm. play again. And it seems like we just have this hodgepodge. If whoever's closest to the ball, just pick it up and we'll kick the ball out without yeah. any rhyme or reason. And, and you think to yourself, we've got two or three reasonable disposers of the ball in that back line. Ben Reid, Pendlebury's, Pendlebury's playing out of the back line now, which I'm going to get to in a second because that bothers the crap out of me. But, <laughs> but why those guys, the good users by foot, aren't taking the kick-ins and aren't finding a target, I mean, it, it beggars belief. When you look at the other teams, like the Dogs. They they get Johansson to take two steps out of the uh, out of the square, and he's finding its target. You know, mm. these are really simple things. These are costly turnovers, and they're costing us goals.
1: Yeah, I, I, that's a that's an absolute truth. That the one you've said there. Our goal, our kick out, seems to me either one of two things. It's look around for a few moments until everything's covered, and have one person mm. 15 metres deep in the back pocket and kick it to them. And then you just – it looks like everything's covered, so you just kick up the line to a contest. And if you don't do that, you just kick up the line to a contest anyway. It, you know, it just uh, – and, and half the time kick to the air uh, Ruckman or something like that, it just – it doesn't seem to be any plan to it.
2: I've had yeah. Yeah. it watching last week. I couldn't believe how long Reed going took to kick the ball. Grundy's the same. They – they wait so long that that you know by the time it does um, leave their foot, everybody has manned up, and it's just yeah. I yeah. just I can't believe Reed, you know, who's someone so experienced as him, why he was just taking someone to get to move the balls. Oh, mm. It's a mystery
0: yeah so coming ball coming out of the back half and, and players just seem breath of ideas and, and look a lot of people would say that that's sort of endemic within the coaching staff and the head coach itself but look if we don't you know we spoke off off air about this we don't want to be negative this whole time let's focus on a couple of positives um, we've seen some progress from a couple of kids which we've been pretty impressed with um, and we're going to get the chance potentially to see um, our first international well sorry our first American recruit. Um, uh, Grace, the big stage on Monday with any luck. Uh, American on Anzac Day, Magpogel. This is this is pretty cool.
2: Yeah, look, I'd be really excited to see him out there. Um, <laughs> I, I think we all need to be careful of putting too much pressure on him, but um, or high expectations. But he's been exciting to watch in the BFL. Um, he's very talented all over the ground and um. And, uh, yeah, I
0: think it'd be great for you to get again. I mean, there's no two ways about it. He's the great white hope, and he's pretty much the only reason why I'm going to Anzac Day at this stage. Um, I mean, this, 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 what are some of the big positives? I mean, there aren't amazing positives to GC in the year, but what are some of the things you've identified that you've said, you know what, okay, that's, not, that's something to take out of these first few weeks?
1: Oh, I think the first thing I think is, not having seen a lot of Adam Trelaw at GWS and wondering what he is. Now, he hasn't set the world on fire, but you can see that he's going to be a very strong acquisition for uh, a lot of years, although our our price we paid for him seems to be increasing now the further we're going down the ladder. But, uh, look, I really like – I really think – and I think he's got some pace which we really desperately need. Um, I thought and this is a, a two-edged sword because I thought Jackson Ramsey was looking really good before he went down, and I was never ne- not necessarily someone who thought he really had the, the abilities to make it up until last year when he got a few games in. He, he looked good, and then I thought he looked very good, and he had he's got pace, he could break a line, and his kicking has come on. So I was very sad to see him go down, but he shows promise, and I've got hopes that he'll come back okay. Um, yeah. And Ben Reid is playing, so I'm pretty happy about that.
0: <laughs> that, 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 that to me, represents... I mean, I, I've I've been so happy to see him back. Intercept marking, setting up playoff the back half. It's still going to take him 10 games or so till he finds his feet properly in the fitness and all the touch. Um, but he, we look... You know what? It doesn't translate, and I want to say we look better with him in the back half because currently we don't. But at full flight... Um, he is still, in my opinion, one of the the better centre-half backs and will and we'll show that in time. We will switch our attention um, to this week's game. Um, Anzac Day debuts for a number of players, big stage. This game couldn't be more important to the club um, if there was a premiership on the line right now. It is huge. This is D-Day almost. Um, what are we thinking? What are we expecting to see? Um, and should we expect... Anything more than what we've got in the last couple of weeks?
1: Oh, well, we should hope and ex- we should expect more, absolutely. But we should also be worried that we won't get it in a way. Um, look, I, 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 we, we're a much better team than what we're displaying. And, and we will we will show that at some point. And I'm just hopeful it's going to be this week. And uh, forget it. Someone said on the board this week, you know, it might just don't be surprised if the trigger goes off and, and we win by ten goals or something, and that's really what I'd love to see. I I do worry a bit that Reed and Cloak aren't right, and if they're not right and they're out, then we are going to be susceptible. Um, I I fear for us losing, but I still I expect we should win.
0: What about you, Magpie Girl? You, uh, you you are uh, the the optimist among us, and we need that. Um, what are we thinking? <laughs>
2: Um, oh look, I, I, I don't think you can doubt the effort of the team. Um, I think they, I just felt they were panicking last week and and making woeful mistakes as a result. But it wasn't through a kind of lack of trying most of the time. Um, I would, I would just love to see the team gel and and get a bit of rhythm happening and. Um, you know, if if we go down, then you know, go down valiantly, kind of thing. Make it. I hope it's a contest. I think that's really a well fought and well executed kind of contest. Um, that that would be good to see. I, I, you know, I on Monday morning, I looked at the back of both papers. You know, the Herald Sun says, "Walk of Shame," and the, you know, on the Age said. Sunday, bloody Sunday, you know. I, I think it's outrageous the way um, the media refers to the team sometimes. And we do have these expectations of them. We all want them to win. Um, but, you know, if they have to lose, I suppose it's a bit of a oxymoron or something, but at least mm. lose proudly or something.
0: That makes sense. To to my mind, yeah, definitely. Look, to, to to my mind, if there's ever a day and a time to make a statement that as a playing group you have a belief and a care and a love for your coach and a respect for your coach, this is the stage to show up and be counted on to deliver and put in a performance where your supporters can look and be proud of you for that, but more so. If you respect and really, really, you know, this this is this is a day that you that that the whole club needs to stand up, and everyone that goes out there on Monday needs to go out with the attitude that they won't leave the G on Monday with anything less than four points, because I don't think any of us will expect any less than that, frankly. Um, it's been great. This is a short session tonight, um, so we will we will wrap up. Um, Thank you, GC, for, for coming on. Um, hopefully when we reconvene next week, we'll have a, a brighter note or a brighter tone through the whole uh, the whole podcast.
1: Absolutely. It might be our turning point this week.
0: Let's hope we so. Meg Girl, thank you. <laughs> Magpah thank you for
2: coming on. Uh, thanks, Marty
0: too. And, uh, yeah, we'll chat next week. Laurie, thanks again for the recording as always. Thank uh, you. Until next week, it's Mighty Mighty T. (laughs) Mighty T signing out.